This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> And we're back here at the Ohio Department of Agriculture with this week's edition of Cultivating Convos. As always, I'm your host, Shelby Croft, along with my co-host, Megan Harshbarger. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in once more. We always appreciate um, our audience and listening to our many, many conversations um, here on Cultivating Convos. So we do want to say, Shelby, we have some very exciting news coming out of ODA, and we're we're very happy to um, share it with you this week. We have hired a new chief of the Division of Meat Inspection, and we have him on our podcast today. So Dr. Juan Leon, thank you for being with us today and chatting with us. Happy to be here. Wonderful, and always a joy to chat with our second guest, Dr. Melissa Simmerman. She's the Acting Assistant Chief of the Division of Meat Inspection. So Dr. Simmerman, also, uh, thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. All right, we will kick things off. Dr. Leone, uh, we have a lot we'd like to ask you today, but first, why don't you just start? You have such a diverse and interesting background, and why don't you just kind of Give us just some little cliff notes on, on where you came from before you landed at ODA. I would like, I, I like to call uh, my background the road less traveled because I, I don't think I ever met anybody that has gone through so many different things as I have. Uh, not that I'm any, anything special or anything like that, but, you know, it did take me uh, several different routes uh, throughout my career. I am originally from Puerto Rico, a town called Ponce, which is in the south. So I grew up in the, in the island until about 18. I used to live uh, in a farm with my, my dad, and we used to raise cattle. Uh, we had horses and uh, goats, et cetera. And uh, we also had a plantain plantation. Uh, early in life, probably around the time I was 15, 16, I decided that I wanted to be a veterinarian. And then, uh, because Puerto Rico um, does not have a veterinary school, uh, I decided that I needed to come to the United States to, uh, uh, or to mainland to, um, to go to veterinary school. Long story short, I ended up joining the National Guard. Um, they sent me to English school. Uh, from there, I, I went back to college. Uh, I spent two years at the University of Puerto Rico in the Maya West campus, which is on the west side of the island. And then when it was time for me to uh, continue my, my trek towards to becoming a veterinarian, uh, I moved to Louisiana and I spent my two la uh, last two years of undergrad in Louisiana, joined uh, or applied and, and uh, was accepted to veterinary school there. And then four years later, I, I became a veterinarian. Uh, after that, uh, then I went to uh, the Army. I entered the Army as a veterinary corps officer. And I did two tours where that took me to Colorado and uh, I did a three-year tour in Puerto Rico. So during that time, uh, most of the uh, work involved either working on military working dogs, uh, protecting their health and doing emergencies and so forth, or food safety mission. Uh, the Department of Defense has inspectors that go all over uh, the world uh, inspecting food that gets procured for military consumption. After that, <laughs> then I 
uh, ended up going to private practice in Florida for about a year. And then uh, once I decided to go back into the military, I entered the Air Force uh, as a public health officer. That's that's fascinating. I, I you, you were not joking. I don't imagine that many people go the route you have gone to get to where you are today. Uh, no, actually, uh, it, and and I am, you know, kind of proud of that. But you know, it's one of those things that um, it's it's been uh, trial and error and a lot of flexibility. I think flexibility. I yeah, I can imagine. That's that's wonderful, though. That's quite a journey. I'm sure you've met many people and learned lots of lots of things along the way. So. Oh. Dr. Zimmerman, can you just explain to some people who may not understand um, meat inspection what the division does? Just give them a kind of a quick overview. Sure, Megan. So the Division of Meat Inspection at ODA is uh, a regulatory division. So we are responsible for overseeing all of our state inspected meat and poultry establishments in the state of Ohio. Um, we regulate those establishments through inspections and enforcing regulations. Um, that in turn safeguards uh, the public health and the citizens of the state of Ohio that are consuming those meat and poultry products. Perfect, thank you. Uh, and that kind of, I think, is a segue, Dr. Leona, to a couple other questions. I mean, we hear in your background, obviously, you have the veterinary uh, part where you've been dealing with animals, et cetera, but you have the food safety part. And I mean, marrying those two is what brought you to ODA and to uh, this division. I guess I would throw the question to you, why is this the next step that you chose and what do you hope to do here at ODA? Uh, yes, actually, one of the things that I've always liked is impactful work. And I think that ODA has uh, that type of work, that type of rewarding work that is going to fulfill me for the next you know stage of my career one of the things that i i would like to to do is uh be a good resource for all of the producers and open our doors and and open all of our uh resources that we have to be able to uh help them number one improve their establishments uh improve their their size and scope of their business and also improve all their service, food safety practices uh, so we can uh, ensure that we're providing safe uh, meat and meat products to all Ohioans. And meat inspection is our largest division, right? <laughs> I, I, I agree, yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, since we are the largest division, I think some of the things that I would like to ensure that we that we have or that uh, are happening are number one that we're taking care of our workforce because they are the ones that are out there uh you know doing the day-to-day and ensuring that uh the mission gets accomplished so uh as as a leader uh that's always been one of my uh main um focus uh to ensure that um we have well-trained, well-equipped, and taking and personnel that are taken care of, and that they feel that they're part uh, of this great division. And you know, piggybacking on the fact that this is the largest division at ODA, Dr. Zimmerman, tell us why it's important to to bring in leadership like Dr. Leone right now, and, and kind of what's going on in um, the meat industry as a whole in Ohio. 
Shelby, that's a very good question. And I, I know I personally, and I think everyone at ODA is so excited to have Dr. Leone here as leadership. He, as we just heard, he brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to the division. And, um, you know, we, we've talked for, for years about um, food security. Um, but of course, as we all know, the pandemic has really kind of exposed some, some gaps in that. And we need to make sure our, our state inspected establishments they are growing, our, our establishments that are already in business, up and operating, they're growing, um, they have the opportunity to grow. And we have new establishments that are contacting us on at least a weekly basis, folks wanting to come under state inspection and, and get a business up and running. And we want to make sure as the regulating entity that we're, we're not holding that up, that we're not going to be hindering somebody wanting to start their business or grow their business or hindering a farmer that's raised an animal up, not having a place to take that animal to slaughter, to channel that meat into the food system or just simply for them to be able to take it back home so they have meat in their freezer to feed their families. Yeah, it's it's such important work that we do, you know, every division in ODA, but obviously with meat inspection being our largest, it's, you know, well well respected and important and our I don't think our people ever stopped working throughout the pandemic either. So um I do want to give thanks to to everybody at ODA working hard. Oh, absolutely. Megan, that's a great point. And to kind of piggyback off of that, a lot of our listeners are consumers here in Ohio that are in these direct impacts of what our Division of Meat Inspection does. Dr. Leon, Dr. Simmerman, what is what is a takeaway you would want our consumers to take with them after listening today? For me is that uh, they, they should know that we as the um, Regulatory authority are here to make sure that everything that they put on their table uh, will be safe and that it will meet the standards of safety and quality that are so important for uh, all of our families. Um, and so they know that uh, if we are putting our approval label on something, that they can be confident that uh, that came from a plant that is uh, regulated and that it is uh, able to produce uh, products to the standards as they're used to. Thanks, Dr. Leon. And I just want to mention that mysterious voice there was Lauren. She is our... <laughs> <laughs> she is our... Uh, she will be producing our podcast um, in place of Katie because Katie is about to have a baby any day now. And so we we are so happy that Lauren is uh, is joining us here. And so um, thanks, Lauren, for asking a very insightful question. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, jump in anytime. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Uh, okay. So getting a little bit away from meat inspection, Dr. Leon, I really have to ask the question. You grew up in Puerto Rico. You're in Louisiana. You're in Ohio. How do they all compare? How, how does Ohio compare to all of that? Oh, wow. Uh, well, I would have to say that it was a good introduction. Louisiana was a good introduction 
to the United States for me, meaning to the mainland United States, because it was still nice and warm, uh, you know, hot and humid and kind of all of those things that we're, we're used to in the island. You know, there was the, the Gulf of Mexico was right there. So, you know, not, not a lot to be missed. And the food was great and the people were friendly and everything else. Not that we're not friendly in Ohio. Uh, but, you know, what I'm saying is that that was a good introduction. Uh, I, I do have to say that once I went out west, yeah, it, it was a little bit of a culture shock with how detached some people can be out west. You know, they just like, oh, they stick to their, their own homes and everything else. But, uh, you know, I, I'm this island guy. I'm like probably 25, 30 years old. And I'm, you know, trying to meet everybody. And, then, you know, everybody's looking at me like, why are you so happy? Uh, <laughs> but uh, coming, coming to Ohio. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that I had to do coming to Ohio was get used to the cold. Uh, oh, my goodness. It is cold in here. And, uh, you know, of course, there's always snow and snow driving and everything else. So, so that's been a big adjustment. But believe it or not, Ohio, uh, I've been in Ohio since about 2010 in and out. Uh, I spent about a year and a half out in Germany. Um, and then came back to Ohio. And this has been the longest I have lived anywhere as an adult, about eight and a half, nine years uh, in Ohio, because before that, uh, as a military officer, you're basically, you know, going everywhere. Uh, and I had on average a move about every year and a half for 20 years. Uh, so that was, uh, you know, disruptive sometimes. And, you know, it, it was very challenging. So it's really good to be in a place like Ohio. I actually married an Ohioan from Adams County, uh, and her family actually has, uh, I don't know how many, but it's thousands of acres of, of uh, farmland, and they do mostly soybean and corn, uh, and they do have some cattle and, and so forth. So, so I do have a, almost like set roots here in Ohio, and I also have... Uh, direct communication with with farmers that are you know doing this in ohio so i'm sure that uh next time that i go to a family reunion they'll give me a, an earful as to you know what are their challenges and so forth all right so you're an ohio farmer by association by association like yes <laughs> all right well i think that is a, about the time that we have it's been an absolute pleasure dr leon having you on and uh, dr simmerman as always it's been great yes yes thank you both for being here any uh, parting thoughts? I think, well, I, I just want to say that, you know, one of my biggest goals is to continue innovation uh, for, for the division and utilize all of the, the lab resources that we have and all of the um, other um, divisions and, and everybody else that is part of ODA to see how we can also improve and collaborate uh, with everybody to make uh, the Division of Mini Inspection uh, more relevant, or not more relevant, but relevant into the future. Great, thank you. So thank both of you for being here with us this week. We really appreciate it. And uh, as always, thank all of you out there who are listening. We appreciate that as well. We will see you back here next week. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.